0: Today, we are having the discussion on Zim, African economies, and Zimbabwe in focus. It's the second discussion that we are having, and we have Taku to speak about it. Hi, Taku, say introduce yourself, and then we get into some of the issues.
1: Um, thank you very much, Mokame. Uh, this is Taku here. I'm connected, uh, connecting from Cape Town, South Africa, and I'm honored to be invited to discuss about issues, factors and elements affecting our uh, country, Zimbabwe, our region, Sadak, and Africa at large.
0: Okay. Thank you. And uh, the main aim of this discussion is to, like, get a sense of what's, words- first happening happening with the economy just uh, the economy itself and what solutions there would be uh, that uh, Zimbabwe could could have and this is to help both zimbabwe and the sadac region and africa at large because if one africa especially the africa continent of free trade area coming into place every african country needs to be the economy needs to be working in a very good way so that it helps improve Africa at large. So Taku, uh, if you could quickly like mention like what exactly is the economic situation of Zim like as of today, 30th of October, 2020, like what's your understanding of what what the economy is like?
1: Well, I think based uh, on uh, first-hand experience, or so the visit may be temporary or, or hearsay from close people, family
2: mm-hmm.
1: and use articles from credible Zimb- Zimbabwean sources, I think it is rather stagnant and mm-hmm. there hasn't been much changes mm-hmm. um, in terms of where we have been and where we are, we are, we are going as a people. Mm-hmm. For example, issues of currency, currency discrep- discrepancies are still are still there. Mm-hmm. Right now, the difference is that there is a ZIM dollar or okay. a bond, not RTGS, mm-hmm. which is, I think, now a form of currency. I'm not sure if it is tradable outside uh, the country. Mm-hmm. However, mm-hmm. recently on the 17th of October, the minister projected the economy to grow by 7.4% in mm-hmm. the coming year, which mm-hmm. means that it seems as if there is indeed growth, mm-hmm. but it is just taking time to reflect on the ground. Mm-hmm. Perhaps because they had to deal with a with new government, they first have to rectify and sort out some fundamentals of economics in order to, to, to get things right.
2: Mm-hmm. It wouldn't
1: have been done overnight mm-hmm. or achieved overnight. We had issues of, you know, when you have multiple currencies in, in one basket, mm-hmm. we had um, traders mm-hmm. determining their own rate on the streets.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And we also had the, 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 the former one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: have It was different. Like explained in the previous um, discussion, mm-hmm. then people could burn money to
2: mm-hmm. get
1: more or to get less, which made no sense. So right now they managed to get that out of the way. So now there is one currency,
2: mm-hmm.
1: not one currency, but one exchange rate, mm-hmm. which means that the consumer is not abused by business people. Okay. You do not wake up today, uh, a, a bottle of Coke is two uh, bond or maybe let us just say a dollar and mm-hmm. then tomorrow it's a different amount
2: mm-hmm. times
1: three, times four. Mm-hmm. Such confusion appears to be that problem has been rectified. So to answer the question, I think it is not where it should be,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but I think it is... I think we are headed in the in the right direction, of course, given the situation, the elements that um, the economy is operating under. That is COVID.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, that is also sanctions,
2: mm-hmm. which
1: which are still in place.
0: Okay, I actually agree that if at least that's a step. Uh, you know, like trying to have one exchange rate, that's actually something. Is it because it was something that was affecting, like the ordinary person, quite a lot. If that's under control, that's like a step towards um, the right direction, if you ask me. But tell me, how many currencies are operating? Is the U.S. dollar still... So it's the U.S. dollar, the Zim dollar, and the bond note, or what's the currency situation like?
1: It is not official that the economy is dollarizing. It, It may still dollarize naturally, but the currency that is being used... As the Zim dollar, but the American U.S. dollar still works. So whatever currency that you have, you won't be arrested for it. Mm-hmm. That's different from other countries. You can have whatever money that you that you have, but of course you can change that money easily also. Uh, it depends on what you want to use it for. Mm-hmm. The issue or the problem that we might face is that the hospitals may not accept the local currencies. Mm-hmm or maybe the schools may not accept it but the shops do and mm-hmm. the government should obviously do more to ensure that the local currency exe- is accepted in all public offices yeah so that the consumer or the citizen do not suffer having been paid in the in one currency mm-hmm. but being told you cannot spend it in that particular currency
2: mm,
0: okay so, so would it be right to say then that uh, someone living in Zim might often need to get different currencies depending on where they are going to be operating from? So, so that just having the Zim dollar uh, is not enough. You might also need to have the US dollar so that uh, just in case the school doesn't accept it or the hospital, then you have an alternative currency to give
1: yes certainly i i think it's always safe to 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 have american u.s dollars until of course the government act Mm. act on on such people that um derailing such efforts to ensure that the citizen the consumer is is well served
0: okay I, i yeah i think that might help because that means yeah because that puts an extra burden to a consumer someone to actually always make sure they have maybe multiple currencies just in case one is not accepted but tell me uh, and what the uh, like last time we mentioned a bit about you know hard currency versus mobile money so does a consumer who has mobile money is it what's the situation like because mobile money I would think is quite a big Yes, from the last discussion, it sounds to be quite a, to have quite a big market in Zimbabwe. So, what's the situation like using mobile money?
1: At the moment, I'm not 100%. Uh, not 100% certain since I'm not in the country. However, the issue or the problem that we encountered with, with mobile money is that uh, you get one party that has the monopoly mm. on the whole in the whole industry and i think that is where competition law comes in and so when you have one party that is dominating they could literally increase the prices or act in any manner that um, they like mm-hmm. and it is the mobile money that was said also to be causing inflation because they have they would have their own rates it would, instead of operating as as a platform
2: mm-hmm.
1: It appears as if it was creating its own currency. Mobile money became a currency in itself, in a bucket, in a bucket full of currency. Now you have the US dollar, but now you have mobile money, now you have bond or or, or ZIM dollar. If I'm if I'm not repeating, mm-hmm. so now the problem is that we with, with such an arrangement, you have a private party, a, a business person. Mm-hmm. Appearing to be doing the mm-hmm. work of of the Reserve Bank, yeah, because you are undermining your own yeah. currency. And yeah. the issue also with that, I think the the Reserve the, the Reserve Bank acted on them mm-hmm. on these platforms by limiting the amounts that the, the agents can transfer.
2: Mm-hmm. You see, mm-hmm.
1: so that they could also fight against money laundering
2: mm-hmm.
1: and things of that nature because it, it was largely left unregulated. Okay. But I think that has now been sorted out, but there's still confusion. For example, if you have such a state where there's different currencies,
2: mm-hmm.
1: if you are putting your money in a mobile wallet mm-hmm. and it's not really specific as to which currency it is,
2: mm-hmm. you
1: deposit American US dollars
2: mm-hmm.
1: and you can't get them out. You can only get bonds. Mm. I think that is also one element that, you know, that, that maintains the kingship of cash. Mm. But I think it is quite, um, I think mobile money Mm
2: -hmm. is
1: the best and it it, it really worked well for for Zimbabwe. But I just feel that, I just feel like we needed more competition. Yes, there are, there are other partners. It's Mm -hmm. not only one party. But it's one party that dominated. So I think if we had competition, mm-hmm. it would save us well and not only have one party dominating.
0: Is it uh, at the competition? Is there now like a bit of competition, even if they're not on the same level?
1: Well, it's, it's competition in terms of the large percentage is in one company of the citizens.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. So if we have one country and five banks, but 95% of the citizens use one bank, yeah, of what is as other banks
2: mm.
1: how does it serve the economy how does it serve the people yeah, if that one bank knows that we have ninety percent, we can increase charges
2: mm.
1: we mm. can do we can do this mm. it becomes problem I think competi- competition is healthy for the economy,
0: yeah, but I think also consumers themselves need to like, look what works for them. You know, like, even they're, like, giving up business to one to one of the companies other than, like, uh these others, that in itself I think the consumers, like, consumers can influence that a bit. Like, the free market of demand and supply, the market forces can help. If one person increases the charges, then they can move to the next one. But I understand what you mean, because, like, for instance, in Kenya there are different mobile money transfer uh, options, but there's one which almost like uh, possibly a big percentage of the country is using. And uh, the thing with them is that because, you see, because if there's uh, maybe like 90% of people using it, it makes it easier for you to transfer money amongst 90, uh, 90% 90 of the population. Because if you cross transfer to another to another service provider, it might be more expensive. So I think it just—it's just that uh, it's more convenient if more people are using this uh, mobile money platform for you to also sign up to it because you can pay using it uh, in in the supermarket and such kind of things. But I, yeah, but I think that's quite an interesting uh, discussion about mobile <laughs> money.
1: Perhaps the government should have a stake in that.
0: In Kenya, I think the government does, in, in the
1: business. which is better because the government can still. Control the purpose of the government is to serve the people, mm. but the purpose of a private party, a private citizenship, a private private citizen is to acquire profit. So I think there need to be a balance. So if it's if it's like that in Kenya, um, I'm, I'm certain that I'm, I'm also sure that it is working well.
0: Yeah, If well, it's like that, hmm, I don't have much information on how well if the government being a shareholder. I mean it definitely gives a bit of comfort to know that at least there's someone who is not entirely after money profit making there's someone who is at, at least trying to look out for the interest of the public as than if it was just uh businessmen who are maximizing their profit there's a bit of comfort there but whether it's efficient or not or whether the uh, it's actually being realized I don't think so um yeah so and tell me what the whole hyperinflation situation like what what exactly when you when you hear someone speaking about them, they say like hyperinflation set in uh for this period of time this is what set the country you know like on this situation that it is in what what really does that does that mean and what does it look like
1: well uh, i'm correct hyperinflation as, as a term that is used to describe um, out of control pricing,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, I think excessive
2: mm-hmm.
1: increases in, in pricing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think that has been sorted out. I don't think that we have issues with hyperinflation
2: mm-hmm. that has passed. And
1: based on my understanding, at the present moment, there is an inflation, just like any other country. Yeah, inflation is how you pace
2: mm. the
1: rising of prices, mm. goods and services, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm.
1: But the the problem was not was caused by by the currency confusion. Mm. So it was not really. A, it was rather the exchange rate that mm. was caused causing such. A, such issues. But it appears as if the, the the currency problem or issue has been leveled out for now. Mm. So there isn't that problem. So when we speak of hyper inflation in Zimbabwe,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I think it's a historical phenomenon that okay. was that probably ended after the the, the government of national unity 2013. Mm. Of course we had such issues. 2017, 18, but mm-hmm. it rather brought back memories.
2: Mm-hmm. Only
1: it was, it was, it was the signs of the past.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: I wouldn't really think we have an issue of hyperinflation.
2: Mm-hmm. The
1: potential is there, nevertheless. But yeah. I think it's, a, it's something that we, that we have to reflect back as a historical phenomenon. Yeah. So
0: tell me. Now turning to other things, there are things that. Economically, that used to lead, especially like, used to supply to like the GDP, like farming, uh, farming and exports and mining and tourism, because, because those still remain, those still remain in the hands of Zimbabwe to use, especially like farming and mining and tourism, uh, Victoria Falls and other sites to see what's like the situation like in those. Why if, there's is an issue uh, is that happening because that that remains to be something that can be used to even help with a lot of the uh, currency issues and, and and people within the country
1: i i think um, some of these issues you see for for currency to work we deal with with confidence mm-hmm. that the citizens have Mm. On the currency itself. Mm. So when we introduce a domestic currency,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you have people from the perhaps from some um some opposition, mm-hmm. some genuine Zimbabwean concerns, because it's not the opposition that experienced the pain of living through hyperinflation. Mm. So everyone is skeptical, of course. Mm. But you see, for something to work, we need confidence in a currency. Mm. But for there to be confidence in, in a currency, in our situation, mm. I I am of the opinion that Zimbabwe, the the, the political situation,
2: mm.
1: has to be leveled out. It mm. has to be sorted out. And I think... We are on a way on on our on a journey towards rectifying that issue. So it may be un, undesirable for some, but if we are headed for a one-party state, uh, perhaps a Chinese model, even uh, modified, of course, to our to to our own conditions. I I, I don't think um, the Chine, the one-party state is a Chinese model. Actually, I think that is. Uh, that is also an african model but mm-hmm. i think it's a model that needs working mm-hmm. but i was thinking that it 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 would be a solution because if we are observing what is what is happening mm-hmm. and i think really it's 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 really smart politics at play
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it seems like there are the the opposition has been neutralized mm-hmm. And in place of the opposition, now we have a supporting party that mm-hmm. appears to be part supportive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think only time can tell what benefit they can they can bring mm-hmm. towards solving the issue. Of course, there is a need for credibility. Mm-hmm. So I think we are on the right direction in that in that in that department because. I think each and everyone should be on board to, our efforts should be focused on, on fixing our country. But this is, this, 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 of course, is not to ignore mm-hmm. the genuine concern of, of the opposition or of other people. Okay. But we need proof that such concerns are genuine because I think there's no concern more, more important than an, a concern of developing our country.
2: Yeah. Uh,
0: I actually agree. You know, like um, like you see Kenya uh, in the last election, um, in the 2017 election, there was quite a dispute on the election, on the presidential election, went to the Supreme Court, and there was a rerun of the election. And it, it looked like the country was just going to break, you know. But I think what brought uh, peace, is when the 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 person who declared president and the other con- person was contending for the position, what they what they had to do is is unite, you know, like come together and say, you know what, we we need to work together. And the minute that happened, uh, it's called the handshake. When they had the handshake between the two of them, it was like the change in the economy and the confidence, and it was drastic. Like, it, it really brought together, like, the country in a way that I think if everyone doubled down and decided to hold their position, I don't think we would have been in the same place. So, so I think, I don't know about, like, a one-party state model, but I think there needs to be more, like, collaboration in the working.
2: I think so.
1: Certainly, cooperative leadership. There need to be cooperation.
2: Yeah.
1: And uh, the Kenya situation is is a great example. We experienced that in in two thousand and um, after after the hyperinflation.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: However, if both parties do not see the need uh, to come together, mm-hmm. it obviously becomes a problem. But um, it's either um, but politics are at play, of obviously. So we might have to to wait for the final game to mm. see who wins ultimately history record uh, 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 history favors the winner favors the winner mm. yeah so yeah. let us just wait and see what yeah. happens whoever mm. wins should get the ball rolling so that we can fix the country i mean it's been over 20 years now
0: yeah and but you know, you know the thing i think with them is that there has not been a civil war or um uh you know like a very something that actually affects the lives of people as like civil unrest or maybe like you know like uh, tribal wars and such things. I don't think has experienced any you know, of that. Has there?
1: No, no, yeah. no we, we, we haven't in, in, in that nature. Yeah. Uh but there might have been some some events. Mm-hmm. Uh yes, I think events is the as the right word to use. Yeah. but that is not on a on a national scale mm-hmm. so the 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 positive side about not having a civil war mm-hmm. is that our infrastructure is still intact mm-hmm. the hospitals are still there the roads are still there though maybe not to a desirable uh, standard but they are still there if you compare zimbabwe with other countries you will find out that it is still it is still somewhere there. If yeah. we look at the statistics, the GDP, mm-hmm. um, we see it's it's maybe at the bottom. We we can obviously be higher.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right now we're looking at Nigeria, South Africa, uh, Egypt. Mm-hmm. And here it's around after maybe under 20, mm-hmm. um, just below Cameroon. Mm-hmm. And Uganda, Zambia at the bottom and Senegal. Mm-hmm. Now, we are looking at all these countries. Mm. It's the only country that is under sanctions.
2: Mm.
1: Maybe not only only country. But how can a country that is under sanctions still be on two legs? Mm. That just shows you the strength and the power of the infrastructure that is there. Mm. And it also, it also reflects on the potential of the country. Obviously, we cannot only blame the sanctions. We also have to put our minds together and solve whatever problems and issues we, ha- we have, first of all, with ourselves. Mm. I mean, if if we are all sitting on one table and we tell whoever that is putting sanctions on us that, look, we are getting along, <laughs> remove your sanctions,
2: mm.
1: who looks stupid? It is the sanction giver because it just looks like, a. it just appears as if, as if it's a a hateful exercise. Mm. But you see, the whole sanction is a national issue and not a political issue. Mm. Once we make uh, the issue of uh, sanctions in Zimbabwe, a political issue that it is this party that is, that that there's sanctions, or it is this party that called for sanctions, Mm. then no more people now, uh, citizens cannot come together and help fight uh, this beast so code, uh, code, code sanctions but of course the removal of sanctions isn't is not going to result in any changes
2: okay you don't think so okay
1: what will what will happen is what will ultimately change our our nature our state as, as the country obviously sanctions should be removed mm-hmm. but why should we wait for sanctions to be removed before we practice good governance
2: mm-hmm.
1: why should we wait for um, for sanctions to be removed before we take illicit, I uh, think, when the funds are going out of the country? Why should we wait for sanctions until we start production, we start companies, mm. we start utilizing our land? Yes, we have been doing that, but we still have challenges that we also have to focus upon. Mm. and this has nothing to do with any party or anybody i think it's a, it's a national issue that we, that we that we have to to tackle sanction alone is not a solution there is nothing if you look at at the progress of other african countries they are not under sanctions
2: mm-hmm.
1: but they are probably facing the same or even worse issues compared mm. to us
0: that, actually that's true when you when you put it that way it makes sense because you see, like uh, especially, let's say an industry like like your mining. You know, uh, you can create jobs. There could be jobs uh, creation and even something like farming. And I mean, those industries can actually be you know built up despite the sanctions. But we will come next to speak about like how the Africa Union and and the and SADC and other you know like other African communities can help, even if. Uh, The export is not going to the international market. Nothing stops other African countries from buying from Zim. But I think the point with Zim is that I think a civil war really breaks down a country. And I think that that's a really big blessing that Zim has. Like the country itself is intact. The people are intact. It's only the economy that needs some, uh, you know, some strengthening. But as a country itself, you really can't compare to a country that has gone through a civil war, a genocide, or such situations, which makes the country, you know, like uh, the recovery of the country. You can recover economically, but there are still very, uh, so much that happens to the country itself that takes a long, a long, a longer time to build up. But so speaking of like Africa, uh, like other African countries, like SADA, what do you think could help them and yeah build up especially on the economic side what can other african countries do
1: um my sister it's it's a very diff- it's a it's a very difficult uh, proposal mm-hmm. to ask your struggling uncle to pay your children's school fees
0: yeah but he should
2: <laughs> maybe
1: out of out of morality is yes, but the standard of help will not be to the same level
2: mm-hmm.
1: as you would mm-hmm. if um if he was a uh, well-off mm. now my point is that first of all the there is individualism from a, a state perspective in, mm. in africa south africa the so-called uh superpower in the region ultimately is focused on itself they also benefiting from what we call it could be capital flight mm-hmm. i mean all the skilled workers would be in the country. All the companies and in investment could potentially come to this side. Um, from economics perspective, I think the solution comes from the country itself.
2: Mm-hmm. But
1: if you're talking about busting sanctions, mm-hmm. it may mean using Mozambique as a as a front. You can always, of course, this is a strategy. Previously, um, the Rhodesian country would brand their products as if they were from other countries, either South Africa or Mozambique, and then they sell it. That way, the, uh, when you are dealing with, with the product from Mozambique, there are no sanctions. So perhaps such an arrangement whereby they are able to, to sell their produce or the mineral resources through other countries. But the problem with our diamonds is that they are uniquely ours. It's easy to see, so they could declare them blood diamonds.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The value is less now. You have to sell them on the black on the black market for less. Yeah. So the currently, I must admit that the the the, the assistance from other ca- African countries are coming from housing the citizens.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You see, mm. from housing these citizens, they also get um. It's not like it's a burden,
2: mm.
1: entirely a burden, but yeah. they also get access to the skills of this uh, of of the Zimbabwean workers.
2: Yeah, you know, mm.
1: and they also contribute to the economies in their large numbers through tax and 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 other other means. So mm. I'm not sure,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: I'm, not, I'm not certain what they can do to help uh, Zimbabwe economically. Mm-hmm. But it would probably be allowing favorable conditions. But we are or the the conditions are already there. Mm-hmm. So I feel like ultimately it must come down to them to political, diplomatic solidarity, which is already there even at SADAC. Mm-hmm. SADAC is already um uh, twenty-five October. They recognize the issue of sanctions as anti sanctions day.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think they are trying, mm-hmm. but ultimately the problem is not from them. So they can't do anything.
2: Yeah. They
1: have the West and the British should remove the sanctions so mm-hmm. that we can see that if it is incompetence, then it will be naked.
2: Mm-hmm. There
1: won't be an excuse that. We are not where we should be, where we want to be because of sanctions, because they won't be there.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: So we're not saying remove them because mm -hmm. of whatever political reason. Mm -hmm. We're saying remove the excuse so that we can look at our problems Mm -hmm. properly. That's true.
0: Even if I think to some extent imposing sanctions on a country affects, it actually does affect because that means like, uh even accessing to like uh, maybe exports, exports that zim would would make maybe to the EU, uh that's affected and maybe uh, like the, the banks in Zim are affected. There's a way that they contribute even if it's not just an excuse, there's a way that sanctions can really slow down an economy. And I I think it's just somehow somehow like I, what you're suggesting, the the economy is sustaining itself might be might be the best way to go about, uh because you can never avoid what another international, another country decides to do with you. They want to impose sanctions, and really nothing you can do with that except like lobby diplomatically for the sanctions to be lifted. But I think if a country is able to sustain itself despite the sanctions, then that would be a good thing. And also, I think the other point you said about like the Zim diamonds being being unique, and that's again the thing, you know, like without a civil war. Where your diamonds are labeled blood diamonds and such things, you still like them can compete so globally with with the diamonds and the mining that's from Zim because it's it's clean it's clean mining and it's clean uh farming it's clean like that's a position that is very admirable with Zim and when Zim gets momentum it will go way past even other countries that don't have sanctions but. Or that cannot because they cannot export their diamonds because that blood diamonds and such kind of things. But tell me, China hasn't imposed sanctions on on them and says a lookist policy. How is that working?
1: Um, China the Chinese cannot impose uh, sanctions on us. I I suppose they are an ally or a friend, but um, uh, of course we have to be careful there because the only friend that you can ultimately have, or that we can ultimately have as African people, is that one that we see when we look in the mirror, first of all. And of course, there was once a wise man that says, if you don't see anything that is friendly in the mirror, mm-hmm. then you don't have any friends. Mm-hmm. Now, the Look East policy was obviously in response to the West sanctions. I think it's early 2000. I'm not certain of the exact date. Right now, the Chinese, look, the Chinese give you what you negotiate for. Ultimately, it's about negotiating. So um, when we say look East policy, I think it's actually a look in what policy. I'm talking about the global South now. It's the South to South cooperation in various areas. Uh-huh. So, first of all, on the you asked sanctions, uh, China don't have sanctions. I think in 2009, China China vetoed a motion to have UN sanctions
2: mm-hmm. on
1: Zimbabwe, which would have been more deadlier. Mm-hmm. So, for that, yeah, we are grateful. But mm-hmm. of course, we have to assess the mm-hmm. impact. It has been 20. It has been 20 years now mm-hmm. what has China achieved in Zimbabwe I think that is ultimately the good question
2: mm-hmm.
1: perhaps the airports mm-hmm. they are there yeah.
2: mm-hmm.
1: which is which is impressive
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, airport upgrades mm-hmm. and an airport is a very in, important institution mm-hmm. for a country mm-hmm. uh, roads mm-hmm. they built mm-hmm. we also have a, a military I think it's a military academy,
2: mm-hmm.
1: high quality stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: there is cooperation in in many in many sectors and in industries. Mm-hmm. Right now they are busy building the parliament of Zimbabwe. Yeah, and it has taken shape.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It is quite massive. I'm not certain why we should have other people build our parliaments, our AU uh, headquarters. I don't. But be, that's yeah. a story for mm-hmm. another day. Mm-hmm. You see, mm-hmm. so the look east policy hasn't really been um, life changing. It hasn't been too impactful. China would should have used uh, Zimbabwe as an example of what it can do. However, unfortunately, it is not the only solution. After all, we are an independent country, and you cannot expe- expect uh, having one uh one relation uh having relations with china or any eastern country to ultimately solve all your problems i think it is how you channel what is china good at what skill can we borrow from them did we have any skills transfers from them did we get any technology from them i think that is areas that requires um a uh, research rather than because sometimes the eye may not be able to really see what the china what the chinese uh, has achieved in that country or helped achieve in agriculture in in many other sectors, but I think china in general and construction industries they they are very they're very excellent and I think yeah. many countries can also confirm that the partnership has been fruitful in that regard. But yeah. you see, in terms of um, job creations, technology transfer, I'm not certain. But that is not the the obligation of China. It's, it's the obligation of Zimbabweans.
0: Yeah. I I like what you said, because uh, for China, you get what you negotiate for. I, and I think they are, they are good negotiators. I think for them... Is we were having a discussion on China Africa um, yesterday, and that's what we were saying, especially like on the Belt and Road Initiative. It's that you get what you negotiate for, and the thing is that how the negotiations are done, you can't come and say come back and say you are exploiting us by building us a parliament when we when what we wanted is for you to create jobs or to do a, a technology transfer to them. Because then they will ask, then why, why didn't you negotiate for that? I mean, I think the negotiations are like very important and you get what you negotiated for. Uh, and which, which I think with China and the negotiations with China, I don't think Zim is the only country that could do better, especially on asking for technology transfer like, and, and, and such things like creating employment domestically and and maybe loan renegotiations. I think most African countries need to do that. But also with China, I think uh with the sanctions and China there is no sanctions on Zim. It's there's access to the Chinese market, you know, like like them can if it if it's farming uh, products or any other things that were being produced which can't go to the US market. I mean, the China market is huge. So I think there's opportunity even, or even the Asian countries, like like there is uh, there is room to export to these other countries and the products. So that is the Zimbabwe economy were to stabilise. I think uh, market the marketing part can be figured out. So I think I think it helps not to have everyone in the world imposing sanctions on you. I think it, it helps even if you are not able to tell What's the concrete outcome of China being, being for this long? So, um, if you could uh, make any other comments you would on the economy and any other solutions that you would suggest, and then we wrap this up.
1: Okay, um, uh, thank you. So, to wrap up, I think uh, the Chinese market is uh, is an option. Mm-hmm. We probably, we, we send tobacco there. Uh, we send many other products there. We also send to, to the... The, the the countries that sanctions even America, even even the EU. So it's not that we can't really trade with them, um, even with China. It's not that we can't negotiate better with better deals with them. But it's all about leverage. Sometimes they know that you can't get it from there. So now that's already a disadvantage. So it's a disadvantage of uh, on many fronts. So I think it's a case of us just waiting a little bit longer to see what tomorrow has uh, for us. Um, I'm also certain that things will get better. And I think once Zimbabwe gets uh, sorted out, we will then deal next week. I think our region, that is the Sadak for now, will obviously improve and be in a better place. Mm. Um, and it's not only Zimbabwe, it also, it, it could, it could also bring about inspiration for other countries that are struggling in other regions. And I also feel we should look at our brothers in the Latin America, South America. That is also a market. So we should not re- uh, restrict our markets to or our perspectives. To To the Chinese or the East and, uh, and the West, we should also look at each and every partner. There are many markets to exploit, markets to 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 get benefits from. So it is my hope that things will obviously get better, but uh, we cannot wait for things to get better. We just have to start today to ensure that things do get better as soon as possible. Thank yeah. you.
0: That's, that's the Zim people attitude. You guys are just amazing. Like, you just don't ever. Like, there's something when you look, when you listen to someone from Zim or just look at them in their eyes, they have this determination and it's almost like there's no putting putting you down. It's like, which is, which is, which I think, which I also had someone interview, I think a BBC reporter say, there's just something about Zim people. Like, it's just, yeah, there's, there's a spirit in there that is always so fighting. Uh, so, thanks, Taku. And it we'll was great having this discussion. We will be having the next discussion on Egypt, the Egypt economy. And who knows? I mean, to listen to what's going on in Egypt and what they are doing. And, you know, like listening and borrow and tips that can apply to any other African country. But yeah, it was great chatting with you.
1: Thank you very much. Certainly, I'll be connected. Um, for the Egypt discussion, given, of course, the political tensions that are happening there. Yeah. Um, I'll see you in the next session.
2: Cool. Thank you.
1: Thank you.